Jesus made some statements. Um, they're captured for us, thankfully. Um, I want to share some just quickly. In Matthew 23, he said, Do not call anyone on earth your father, for one is your father, he who is in heaven. Do not be called teachers, for one is your teacher, the Christ. But he who is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whoever exalts himself will be humbled. And he who humbles himself will be exalted. We see in the book of Mark, Go to Luke. It's also in Mark, but we'll read here in Luke. In Luke 22, we find uh, the disciples arguing, is the way it says it in the King James. Um, in Mark's gospel, we find James and John, they were called sons of thunder. Um, I guess they were pretty bold, or I don't know if they fought or what that was, but at one point, their mother came to Jesus and said to Jesus, you know, when you come into your kingdom, I, I'd like my sons, one to sit on the left hand and one to sit on the right hand. Jesus said, well, you know, that's not mine to give. It's prepared, for, you know, it's given for whom it's prepared. He was, of course, addressing their uh, element of, of working for position, jockeying for position. And uh, he makes these statements in Luke 22. We see this. It says, There was a dispute among them, among the disciples, as to which one of them would be considered the greatest. Isn't that odd that that would? I guess not really, right? Because they're as human as you and I are. But they were having this conversation. Um, I don't know that all 12 of them were having it at the same time. There might have been a couple three over here and a couple three over here and trying to figure it all out. And, you know, they, at this point, they knew that Jesus is telling them he's going away. They knew at this point that Jesus was telling them he was going to be killed. And that's what caused this to start rising up. You got to remember that. That caused it. They saw. They were trying to go, okay, who's, uh, you know, if, if Jesus is departing, what's, what's going on here? Then which one of us is going to be, begin to think about position, place, opportunity, maybe. It's subtle, you know, it's a dangerous thing. It ought not be in the body of Christ. But Jesus knows about this dispute among them. And he said to them, the kings of the Gentiles, they exercise lordship over them. And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be 
as the younger. And he who governs, let him be as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Who's greater? In our world, who's greater, the one sitting at the table or the one who's doing the serving? In our world, the one who's sitting at the table is greater, right? Right? You've got the servant and you've got the one sitting at the table being served. In our world, that's the one that's greater, the one at the table. Jesus answered that rhetorically. He said, is it not he who sits at the table? Yet, Jesus said, I am among you as the one who serves. But you are those who have continued with me in my trials, and I bestow upon you a kingdom, just as my Father bestowed one upon me, that you may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom. Now that requires being as one who serves. We live in a, um, in our world there is a hierarchy we see that in the workplace. We have managers, we have uh, area managers, district managers, regional managers. We have vice presidents and we have CEOs. We have this hierarchy structure that we see in all of our workplaces in some form or fashion. It's a structure. It's order. I think it's good. It's needful. There's authority. That's God-ordained. There's no power given but by God. The powers that be, they are ordained of God. And so we submit ourselves to those authorities in our workplace and we understand that. Jesus, when he talks about the Gentiles exercising lordship over one another, that's sort of what he's pointing to, that idea of this hierarchical structure that man has so that man functions and there's order. But he's saying not so in the body of Christ. He wasn't saying there isn't structure in the body of Christ. He wasn't saying there isn't leadership and order in the body of Christ that way. But he's saying, hey, there's not this battle for position or place. There's not this one above the other. But there is each of us seeking to serve one another. Each of us seeking to serve one another. We, we see it in, I think it's Ephesians 5. Uh, yeah, Ephesians 5 and 21. Paul said to the church, submit yourselves one to another in the fear of God. In the fear of God. That means I consider my relationship to you in terms of how I believe God views it, in reverence to God. I, um, this idea of submitting one to the other is posturing ourselves in such a way that serves the whole never seeking to posture myself in a way to serve self, but ever seeking to serve the whole, the kingdom. And 
We live and work in the natural world, and so we're pulled by the world's thinking. We have to come back to the way the Lord thinks. Philippians, Paul said, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Let the way you think be the way that Christ thought. This mind that was in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation. He made himself. He purposed not to try to make a reputation for himself. Isn't that so contrary to how we are? We want to make a name for ourselves. We want to be known. Jesus, God manifest in the flesh, made himself of no reputation. Didn't say he gave himself a bad reputation, you understand? That's not. He made himself of no reputation. He healed the leper and said, now go show yourself to the priest, but don't tell anybody who did this. Healed the lame man and said, don't tell anybody who did this. Was, was he trying to hide from the power of God working through his life? Of course not. He was just giving us the example that he operated. He said, anything I do, it's not I that do it, but it's the Father that works in me that does the work. He was giving us the example of not drawing attention to the natural man. He knew if men started following him as a man rather than recognizing the anointing in the Spirit of God, that when he was crucified and caught away, they'd be like, oh no, right? It's what the disciples wrestled with at first. They hid themselves after he was crucified. Of course, he showed himself again and then ascended. Then when they received the Holy Ghost, they recognized, ah, this is that that he spoke to us about, the promise of the Father that he said once, once it happened, then we'd remember everything he told us. Now we know, yes, we're still of his kingdom, but it's not an earthly kingdom, and we're led by him, and this is why we don't draw men to ourselves. It's that the Father would be glorified. Let your work light so shine and your good works before men that they would see your Father, right? See your good works and glorify your Father. And so when we have this mindset, this mind that was in Christ, he made himself of no reputation, took on himself the form of a servant. And he became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. We have to prefer one another. We have to prefer one another. Preferring one another in love. Is the way Paul said it in one of his letters. Submitting to one another in the fear of the Lord. Now, I'll tell you how I pray sometimes, maybe what this looks like. And I want you to pray with me now. I thought you were going to pray again. I want you to pray with me. Uh, maybe we could stand together. Would that be okay? I believe that we all, rightfully so, I believe that we all pray for the will and the work of God here in the local congregation, our brothers and our sisters. I trust that we do. We should be, right? Um, 
we should also be praying outside and beyond ourselves. Amen. Just understand me. I want the Lord to bless each and every one of you, your efforts in his kingdom, our efforts collectively in his kingdom. Um, and you know what? I really want to see the Lord bless the congregation in Union Gap. I want to see the Lord bless the congregation in Puyallup. I want to see him do that. And I find myself praying this way at times. I want to pray this way more often. I want it to flow out of the innermost being. Just giving you an example, okay? As we get ready to pray. I've prayed, God, I want you to anoint and use Elder and Sister Flowers, the way that I desire and long to be used. I'd like you to use Elder and Sister Laksamana the way I long to and desire to be used of you. Let your anointing rest on their life with such fervor and clarity that it cannot be denied. Let your ministry flow through them with such power and distinction that it pierces to the dividing asunder of the soul and the spirit and the joints and the marrow. Let your word live in their mouth. Let a great anointing rest upon them. Use them powerfully in their city and their place of calling the way that I would want to be used. That's how I'd ask you to use them, Lord. That's not semantics. I want that to be my cry. I want to see my brother and my sister mightily used of God. And I don't want to be jealous when they are. I want to rejoice when they are. Is this making sense this morning? I want to rejoice when they are. I want to pray the anointing of God on them, the blessing of God on them, the ordering of their step, the prospering of their way, the staying of the adversary's efforts, the hand of God in their life and their ministry. Would you agree with me today, this morning, right now? And could we pray for the work of the Spirit and the Word and ministry of Christ in our I don't even know the right word here. Fellow, is that the right word? In our fellow congregations in Union Gap and in Puyallup this morning. Could we do that right now? Could we pray? The things we would desire to see God do with us, through us, in us, and here. Can we pray as the Holy Ghost would lead us? That God would in such a miraculous and powerful way that you would reach your hand and your spirit that is upon them, God. Let it be quickened today. You know, the things that they have need of, I pray, supply all of their need according to your riches in glory in Christ Jesus. I pray the visitation of the spirit and the word with power and with clarity. We pray your anointing, Father, upon Elder and Sister Flowers, upon Elder and Sister Laksamana, upon Bishop and Sister Schoonover. We pray the witness of the Holy Ghost in and through their ministry in a mighty and powerful way. We pray for our brothers and our sisters 
in these congregations. You know the things they have need of, Lord. I pray that you would minister to their needs. I pray that your spirit within them would flow with clarity, that you would order their steps on their job, that you would use them the way we want to be used, God, that the hand of God would be manifest through their lives, that there would be power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost in their words and in their workplace and in their home, that their marriages would be blessed, that their homes would be blessed, that their lives would be a witness unto you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, minister to them today. You know their needs, you know their needs. We bear them up before you, God. We ask your blessing on them. We pray your favor upon them today. We are knit together in your body. They are our brother, they are our sister. Prefer them today in love. Show us how we can serve them. Show us how we can serve them. Show us how we can minister to them in agreement with your spirit, Lord. That there be unity of the body. Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we are Amanda Yaki Alamanda favor, anointing, hallelujah, hallelujah, that the power and presence of God minister to and through you. Thank you for using them. Use them mightily and abundantly. Use them mightily and abundantly in this hour. Labors together in your field, Lord. Hallelujah. Dispel any and every attitude of comparison that there be an authority that flows from your throne through their lives to the glory of God, to the advancing of your kingdom, to the advancing of your kingdom. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, hallelujah. The Apostle Paul in another place said, look not every man on his own things, but on the things of another. He wasn't saying get in everybody else's business. He was talking about this attitude of Christ that serves others. He wasn't denying that individually we have needs or that we want to be used of God. He said, if you want God to use you, let him use you serving your brother, serving your sister. And watch the ministry of Christ operate through your life. Now, this is an element that is so critical to the advancing of the kingdom of God. It's so critical. We've talked about unity and calling in the last month and a half. We've talked about unity and place in the body. 
And so there has to be this desire to see God use and prosper his work through my brother and my sister. I want to see that. I want to see them mightily used of God. I want to rejoice when God uses you. I watch God use you and it just warms my spirit. I don't know if that's a thing out there. I am just so greatly encouraged. You know, I, I shared that brief text on Thursday night that I got from Brother Abel. Oh, I can't tell you what that did for my spirit. And, and how do you know when your spirit's in alignment and agreement with God? When your spirit says, oh, thank God. Thank you for, God, keep using Brother Abel. God, keep giving. When, when that so touches your, now, if your spirit goes, man. Or my spirit or attitude says, well, let me see if I can find a way to have a story like his. That's what we're driving out. We simply want to be available vessels to the Lord. And when I see God using my, I say, thank God. Keep using him, Lord. Give him wisdom there in that workplace. Direct his steps to the coworker that he needs to speak. Give him words to say, God, let your word be made manifest. Confirm your word with signs following let the blessing of God be it on him. Let him be it, right? Can you pray that way? Can you sincerely and honestly pray that way for your brother and for your sister? Or maybe you have a brother or sister that tells a story of how God used them, and your first thought is, I don't know about that because I know how they, I know no human ever thinks that way. We have to dispel all of that. We have to dispel all of that. God uses available vessels. He doesn't use perfect vessels. If he did, none of us would ever be used. He uses available vessels. And so I don't judge God's using of my brother or sister or become a critic of it. I rejoice in it. I encourage it. I praise God for it. I pray for them. Why? Because we're working towards the same thing. It's not about me or my brother. It's about the kingdom. And so we're working together towards that. And so if God uses Brother Martin, thank you, Jesus. Amen. God uses Brother Jay. Thank you, Jesus. Man, I saw him last week. I, how come it wasn't me? How come it? I don't know. Maybe I missed it. I'm not going to lose sleep over that. I may pray for sensitivity, but I'm going to rejoice that God used Brother Jay. Maybe the Lord used it to provoke me to good works. The Bible talks about that. Being provoked to good works. Not to jealousy, but to good works. Lord, I love the way I see you using brother and sister Rodriguez. 
there's an avenue where you would use me in some manner like that, I want to be available. You understand? I'm not trying to be who they are. You see the difference? But I'm rejoicing in God's use of them. And if I can learn from that and glean from that, I'm going to do so. This is the attitude of Christ that he brought. He who was God in the flesh said, I've come to serve. I want us to pray again. What I'd like you to do is I'd like a brother to find a brother and a sister to a sister. And I would like you to begin to pray for them. I want you to pray for them the way you might pray for yourself to be used of God. I want you to give thought to how you would like God to use you. I don't, it may not mean a specific way. Maybe you have a specific way you'd like God to use you. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. As long as it's about his will and not self. But can we pray for one another that God would pray for your brother and sister's prayer life. Pray for a revelation in the word in a greater measure. Pray for the anointing of God on them on their job. Pray for the anointing of God on them in their home. I know some of you, your job is in your home. That's a job. It's work. Pray for them in that avenue of, with their children, with their... You with me? Can we do that right now? Can we find a brother, a brother, sister, sister? And would you, before God, pray these things? And it may be starting with God, empty me of every comparison, empty of every measuring among. But let there be this giving of myself to pray your blessing, your anointing, and your favor. Hallelujah. Come on, let's begin to yield to the Holy Ghost. The Lord will use you. This isn't just a, a mental exercise. God forbid. This is a spiritual work that if you'll give yourself spiritually believing, God, hear my cry on behalf of my brother. Hear my cry on behalf of my sister. I'm praying, Lord, hear me today. Use them, God, for the glory of God. Bless them, Lord. Heal their mind in a great way. Give them victory in their walk with you every day. Let an anointing rest upon them today. Hallelujah. Give them revelation in the word. Let them speak the word of faith with authority. Oh God, use them mightily. Let the gifts of the Spirit operate through their life. Give me a heart that rejoices with them. Give me an attitude that rejoices with them. Let me bear them up. Let me bless their lives. Let me rejoice in your use of them, God.
Hallelujah. God, anoint my sister's ears. Give her a sensitivity to your voice. Oh, God, give my brother a sensitivity to your voice. Hallelujah. Direct his steps, Lord, to come in alignment with you every day. Oh, let their steps be ordered. Bless them on the job. Bless them in their home. Use them for your glory. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Use them the way I want to be used, God. Use them mightily and powerfully. And the anointing of God and the favor of God rest upon them. Let their lives be living testimonies, I pray. In the name of Jesus. Give them a sensitivity to your voice. A clarity in the word of God. Let your word come alive to them like never before. Let your word come alive to them. Let revelation come to them in your word and by your spirit, Lord. Use them, Father. Hallelujah. I pray the places in their life where the adversary would try to harm or hurt, give them victory, Lord. Give them victory, Lord. Give them victory and dominion, I pray, over all the efforts of the adversary. I pray let them see you in the word the way you want them to. Let your anointing, God, break every yoke upon their lives. I pray let them be free of any efforts to project any idea of their own, but let them walk in the boldness and the liberty of the Holy Ghost. Use them, I pray, everywhere they go. Free them from the bonds of the adversary's voices and let the voice of God be clear in their ears, I pray. In Jesus' name. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Come on, it's all right to pray for somebody else. It's all right to pray for somebody else. We want to pray blessing. We want to pray anointing upon our brother and upon our sister. We want the favor of God on their lives. We want the anointing of God on their lives. We want their ear to be sensitive to the voice of God. Come on, pray for them the things you want to see in your life. Pray it with conviction. Hallelujah. 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 